This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Capterra and by Upstart. The COVID-19 situation continues. We have a lot to cover here today that will probably be old news by the time this video even goes up. So mm -hmm. let's just get right into it, I guess. First off, on a positive note, the Dropkick Murphys live stream concert yesterday to an empty room was fantastic. Amazing. Now, they've played a St. Patrick's Day show in Boston every year for a very long time, and it was cool that they managed to do it again this year despite everything else. Uh, viewership across multiple platforms exceeded 250,000 concurrent viewers at its peak, and uh, hopefully more artists do shows like this while we're all stuck at home with not a lot to do. Yeah. Meanwhile, on Tuesday, the Democratic Party primaries remained in full swing, despite it being a very, very bad idea to have hundreds of people congregating on polling places during a pandemic. Ohio postponed their primary at the last minute, but Florida, Arizona, and Illinois, they did not. And from the looks of it, Turnout was very low, thanks to both the virus and the fact that there were fewer polling places, many of which had fewer staffers, and in some cases, no supplies to actually conduct a primary. Yeah, some of them just literally had a note on the door being like, hey, Sorry. I know we, this was supposed to be a polling place, but uh, we literally can't do it. We don't have... Uh, I believe the boxes was, never came. I believe, I believe a couple of polling places were in, like, old folks' homes, too, or it's just like, yeah, just bring a stream of people through here. Uh, yeah. Anyways, there's a decent chance some of the people who turned out to vote will be dead by the time the general election comes around. Uh, thanks to the DNC telling states to please continue on schedule despite the need for self-isolation right now. Um, cool, I guess. Great. Doesn't really seem like the right choice, but they made it. And uh, they can now sleep in that. Let's see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, as we said Monday, San Francisco is under lockdown with people only allowed to leave their home to either visit doctors or to purchase food or medicine. And we can probably expect similar lockdowns in various cities across the country. I mean, here in L.A., for at least the next month, all movie theaters, bars, nightclubs, gyms, venues, arcades, bowling alleys, social clubs, and restaurants are closed. Restaurants are allowed to keep selling food, but for takeout only. And they just... Uh, put new restrictions in the city of LA on street vendors as of today. Shit. So, yeah, it was weird uh, coming over here today. Drove past a lot of restaurants, just oh, shut uh, down. On my, on my way over, uh, two of them had giant banners out front that said, We are open, takeout and delivery only, but like giant banners letting people know yeah. what the situation was. Um, over in Las Vegas, the city of sin. What happens in Las Vegas stays in Vegas, except it doesn't. No. Uh, they're not officially under lockdown, but they may as well be. Mm -hmm. Nevada's governor ordered a statewide 30-day shutdown of all hotels, gambling operations, bars, restaurants, and malls. Essentially everything the city of Las Vegas is yeah. known for. So um, The strip is dead. The strip. <laughs> the lights are off. It is eerie and weird. Mm -hmm. um, it is, yeah, like... I don't know why this fucked me up so much, but like seeing Las Vegas like shut down, I'm like, damn. Yeah, we are. Really uh, this is. It's pretty surreal, is all I can say. It's we are living through something that no one in the past two generations, three generations, has lived through. I think the last time that was would even be comparable to this, as far as businesses and stuff like that closing and people like staying away from people in public, is World War II or the Great Depression, like. It really hasn't happened. Yeah. It's new to yeah. everyone. Anyways, at this point, COVID-19 is shaping up to be one of the defining events of the 21st century right alongside 9-11. But how bad will it get? How long will it last? Well, 
The epidemiologists at London's Imperial College, who have a strong track record in advising governments on dealing with diseases, they released their COVID-19 report this week. Uh, they previously shown uh, this report to the UK and US governments over the weekend, but now anyone can see it. The report is basically an analysis of how bad things will get if certain measures aren't taken, based on data from China, Korea, and Italy. And the main takeaway is that things are not going to return to normal anytime soon. Yeah, hunker down. So the analysis found that if the U.S. did nothing and just let everyone continue to go out their lives, 80% uh, of Americans would get infected and the death toll would be around 2.2 million people over the course of three months due to hospitals being severely over capacity. That's 2.2 million here in this country. Yeah. Now, luckily, that's not what we're doing. But even with the measures currently taken, we are not in the clear. Uh, even with the quarantining and social distancing like we're doing now, you better be doing that now. Yes. Uh, the number could still be as high as 1.5 million dead. The best case scenario, according to the report, would be a suppression effort similar to what was done in Wuhan, but lasting up to 18 months long until a vaccine can be safely distributed. Because as soon as things get relaxed, people will start getting sick again unless there is a vaccine to prevent that. Yeah. And even with suppression, U.S. deaths are estimated at around 200,000. Even if we literally shut everything down for a year and a half, 200,000 people gonna die. And as we've reported on Monday and yesterday on our live stream, um, Americans, yes, a, a decent percentage are taking this seriously. A lot but of them are not. Every day that goes by, there are examples of people just willfully ignoring all of the guidelines. Mm -hmm. Did you see the one from the guys in spring break uh, recently? The, the, just people that were, man, this sucks. You know, we planned this for like two months. We're not allowed to let some virus tell us how to live our lives. Uh, whatever happens, happens. I'm just here to have a good time. Yeah, we're a selfish people. Yes, and it's going to bite us on the ass. Obviously, this is just one analysis based on limited and recent data, and it could prove to be inaccurate. Hopefully it is. Mm -hmm. But again, these people, they do know what they're talking about. The point is, this is very, very bad, and we won't see the end of it for a long time. It is, it's been like, again, we're still within like around the first week of this in America mm -hmm. as far as self-isolation and quarantine go. Get ready for a long time compared to what you've already dealt with. Yeah. Either millions of people die or we all hunker down for a year or so to flatten the infection curve enough that hospitals can actually treat the cases as they come. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. The only options. This is going to have far-reaching effects on every aspect of human life for a very long time. And y you know what? It's okay to be fucking terrified about it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fucked. Shit is fucked. Yeah, it, I'm still in like the, uh, I've come to terms with the fact that this is how life's going to be. But it hits me every, like, once in a while where I'm just like, oh, yeah, even if I wanted to, I couldn't yeah. go down to my, like, local favorite bar. Like, Yeah. It, it's it, fucking surreal. I, yeah, every day I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, I'm living through, like, one of the defining moments of, like, modern history right of now. Of multiple generations. And no one knows how the hell this is all going to turn out. And here's the problem is, like, everyone jokes, like, oh, we the gamers, you know, we know about self-isolation. And both me and you, we've worked from home for over about two years now almost. Yeah. And but we here's, can. We but have, here's the problem. It's okay we could leave whenever we wanted to and go yeah. out and see friends and go to bars and go yeah. to concerts whenever we wanted to. When it's forced, uh, that is different yeah. and it makes you a little bit more nervous. Also, a lot of people can't work from home. A lot of people are losing their jobs because uh, employers yeah. in this country are well within their rights to simply fire their entire staff rather mm -hmm. than pay any sick leave or 
just, yeah, they can just say, you don't work here anymore, also, so you're not our problem. One of the worst things I've seen as well is, uh, you know, if you have, I, I, I'm not sure of the exact stipulations, and it varies by state, I'm sure, but, you know, if you lose your job and it's a full-time job, you could apply for unemployment benefits. Uh, a lot of companies are just not scheduling people. Not yeah. firing them, but taking them off the schedule for weeks at a time mm-hmm. uh, with no end in sight. So they can't even apply for unemployment benefits. Yeah, there's going to have to be, and they're talking about different ways to do this. Yeah. There's going to have to be some sort of like uh, huge government intervention to yeah. ensure that uh, everyone isn't fucking homeless by like four months from now. Yeah. Now, anyways, in the meantime, yeah, okay, it be, you can be scared, whatever. But in the meantime, here's some helpful advice from another medical authority. The Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Protect your neck against the coronavirus with this handy mnemonic device. Wu-Tang. Wash hands. Use mask properly. Touch nothing. Avoid large crowds. Never touch your face with unclean hands. And go to the hospital if you have severe symptoms. So thank you, Wu-Tang yeah. Clan. Thank you, RZA. Uh, Jizza. Jizza. Ghostface. Mm-hmm. The rest of them. You know, there's a lot. But thank you all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so sorry if that jump from talking about human life fundamentally changing for the foreseeable future to talking about the Wu-Tang Clan. If that was a bit jarring there, I'm sorry, but we're trying to maintain our sanity here as much as you are. Mm-hmm. And we're struggling. And on that note, I guess we should talk about Big Brother. So participants in this reality show, they have, of course, zero contact with the outside world except in cases of extreme emergencies. And because of this, uh, Big Brother, their sets around the world in multiple countries are filled with people who are Completely unaware that there's a deadly pandemic going on. Or at least they were until this week. Yeah. The season of German Big Brother started on February 6th, and Brazilian Big Brother started back in January. So in both cases, the cast may have been aware of a disease in China, but were completely in the dark about the disease's current status as a global pandemic that is shutting down entire cities and countries. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even contestants of Canadian Big Brother, which started on March 4th, missed out on a lot just in the past two weeks. As of now, though, all three show's contestants have been informed live on the air that this is happening. And as you can imagine, uh, it was uh, a lot to take in all at once. You can't really just ease into something like this. Uh, It's pretty nuts. On the upside, though, the Big Brother set is probably one of the safest places in the world to be right now, at least as far as this disease is concerned. Yeah, that's true isolation. Unfortunately, the seasons only last so long. And the show's signature evictions will continue, <laughs> which sucks. It's a real they motivator should, to, to stay in there. They should keep this these people that are involved in this season of Big Brother completely in quarantine throughout the entire pandemic. You would hope, but they won't. Yeah, also, like... This is going to be great for ratings. Going back to, like, you can't really ease into this. The the one that I did see footage of was the Brazilian Big Brother. Yeah, where they, were like, it's just like, group group alert. And the guy yeah. who's on the screen is like, by the way, I want to let you, let you know that this is not a bit. I am not joking. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what's going on. And apparently a bunch of those contestants are actual, like, nurses. And, yeah. And have... There's at least two or three that are in medical fields. So they were reacting... Because they know what, to the what point, this actually yeah, means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's weird to watch. Now, similarly, actor and musician, multi-threat Jared Leto, <laughs> he emerged this week from a 12-day meditation retreat in the desert where he says that he was completely cut off from all outside information. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his words, coming out of isolation has been mind-blowing to say the least. And... Um, He, I don't know. His socials have been posting stuff that looks like it's from this trip. I don't know. Maybe he has his assistant and he he told them strictly, do not talk to me. I'll throw some memory cards at you via carrier pigeon. 
He posts the shit and you leave me the hell alone. The whole I the whole know. thing with his announcement of this is that he made it an announcement. Yeah. Like this is clearly an attention grab. His Instagram profile is insufferable. I had never actually looked at it. I was like, he seems fucking, like a pretty un- insufferable person in I general. I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. I yeah, I can't help it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, there's also likely a lot more people having similar experiences as they come back from retreats and long outdoor trips. The New York Times this week profiled a group who just got back from a 25-day rafting trip through the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Uh, who uh, were not sure whether the rafting company representative who collected their gear at the end of the trip was just messing with them or not. Uh, wait, you, come on. <laughs> He's like, how long have you guys been out there? <sighs> okay, days. so there's a lot to catch up on. They're like, okay, buddy. But yeah, as soon as they got back within cell phone range on the way back home, uh, their phone started blowing up. And they, <laughs> Stay there! <laughs> they got the full picture. Yeah, at that point, like if, if I was this far away from society and came back and as soon as I get cell service discovered this was going on, I would go right back to... Where I just well, came from. Well, the problem with the Grand Canyon is you got to get your permits like months or even Ain't years. Ain't nobody advance. checking permits right now. It's yeah. fine. I think the the national parks just like waived all fees now because they're gigantic and vast, and you have a good chance of self isolating by yeah. you know going out to nature and stuff. A lot of social distance in the national parks. Yeah. Now in other news, here's some cautionary tales out of South Korea for what not to do in the midst of a pandemic. First off, earlier this month, a church in South Korea had the entire congregation line up to get salt water sprayed into their mouths under the false belief that this would prevent the spread of the virus. Well, guess what? It did the opposite. The spray bottle touched the mouth of someone infected and 46 other churchgoers got infected because of it. Well, that really backfired. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns. Yeah. And then there's patient 31. This unnamed Korean woman is an example of what's called a super spreader, (laughs) personally infecting a lot more people than infected people usually do. Mm -hmm. Here's what Reuters said about patient 31. It's not clear where patient 31 became infected with the virus, but in the days before her diagnosis, she traveled to crowded spots in Daegu as well as in the capital Seoul. On February 6th, she was in a minor traffic accident in Daegu and checked herself into an oriental medicine hospital. While at the hospital, she attended services at the Daegu branch of the Shincheonji Church of Jesus on February 9th and again on February 16th. In between those visits, on February 15th, doctors at the hospital said they first suggested she be tested for the coronavirus as she had a high fever. Instead, the woman went to a buffet lunch with a friend at a hotel. In an interview with local newspaper Jungong Ibo, the woman denied that doctors had advised her to be tested. As her symptoms worsened, however, doctors say they once again again advised her to be tested. On February 17th, she finally went to another hospital for the test. The next day, health authorities announced she was the country's 31st confirmed case. In only a matter of days, those numbers had soared as hundreds of people at the Shincheonji Church and surrounding areas tested positive. Super spreader. Hate to see it. She's racking up points. Uh, the Reuters article, uh, it looks at the connections between the first few dozen cases reported in South Korea, and patient 31 is shown to have exposed around 1,160 other people to the disease before testing positive herself. Disease clusters in South Korea up to March 2nd show that the Shincheonji Church is by far the largest disease cluster in Korea. So large churches, they seem to be a great way to spread this disease. You know, large churches like that church in Florida, the River Tampa Bay Church. And, we, you know, we talked about that on Monday. This, the, the ugly-ass pastor, Rodney Howard Brown, yeah. he told, you know, the hundreds to thousands of uh, congregants to just give each other hugs, touch each other, shake each other's hands. And that's because the church is the safest place. And also because that church and their congregation, they're not pansies. We're not pansies. So we'll, we will eventually see how that works out for them. Yeah, church is... Uh... 
especially in this country, because especially in the more conservative sects of Christianity, you're, I think, more likely to have congregations full of people who think this is all a massive hoax. Yeah. And uh, aren't willing to abide by any of the well, friendly suggestions that good news. the government has made. God invented the internet, and they're going to start doing live streams, and good. Yeah. If you are actually like a religious person that, for some reason, hasn't gotten offended by us talking about it over the past years, um, go to church online. Don't go out and, and go to actual church with a bunch of people around. It's a bad idea. Yes. Anyways, before we check in with Phil remotely, <laughs> it's sponsor time. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Captera. Do you need software? Well, simplify your software search with Captera, the website millions of people use monthly to find software for their team or business. Filter software by price and features, compare your top options side by side, and save your favorites. Plus, hear from people like you with over 1 million software reviews from verified users. Visit captera.com newsday for free today to find the right software for your business. Captera is your business ally. It's a free online resource to help you find the best software solution for your unique work needs. Search more than 700 specific categories of software Everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. No matter what kind of software your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month to find the right tools for their business. Visit captera.com newsday for free today to find the right software for your business. captera.com newsday. That is C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com newsday. Captera. Software selection simplified. And this episode is sponsored by Upstart. Mm -hmm. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. We've both been there. Literally. Uh, Credit card interest rates are terrible. And transferring your debt to a loan with a much better interest rate means getting out of debt a whole lot faster. Yeah, it sometimes feels insurmountable, Mm -hmm. and it can be. So Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. And since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect that credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. So the best part is once the loan's approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com newsday to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com newsday. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Now, uh, let's get over to Phil, who is here via satellite, direct from quarantine. Phil, what do you got in the news for us this week, buddy? Hey, it's me. Not sure if you're happy to see me right now. You know what I am? I'm kind of like a dog who brings you a dead bird. The dog thinks it's giving you a present, right? But really, all that present is, is a dead bird, you know? The dead bird that I'm talking about is bad news. Whenever I come on the show or I'm talking about tech stuff, I'm always like, you know how we're getting fucked right now? And then I, I tell you all about it. And some of you enjoy it. And some of you are just like, yeah, you know, we, we sure are. But I don't know if the dead bird is really the right gift right now because of everything that's happening in the world. You're probably somewhere and wherever you look is bad news. 
So me being here is probably the worst news of all the bad news. So if you want me to try to get onto some more fun stuff, let me know in the comments or tweet at me or something. But I just have a feeling you, Sick Fox, probably want more bad news. So let's talk about bad news. Coronavirus, COVID-19. Now, a lot of terrible things have been happening with this, but a lot of big companies have been making some strides to say, hey, we're going to try to put some things in place for people. Uh, we're partnering with the government. We're going to make things okay. One of the big things is tech providers. Um, ISPs have been working that for the next 60 days, they're removing things like data caps, like late fees, like disconnection fees, and bumping up some of the really, really low speeds that low-income people are paying for up to something a little bit more so that people can continue with their lives while they're cooped up at their homes in quarantine or near quarantine or you know, voluntary quarantine. These all are really great things to be in the midst of. So since a bunch of companies have committed to this, you think, wow, that's actually a really good thing. I know corporations are soulless entities, but really the people who run them are actually being decent people and they're doing things so that people can continue their lives, which is true on the surface in the short term. But if you kind of go back a few years when Ajit Pai took over the FCC, and what happened was he said, we don't need net neutrality, and put a bullet in its head. All the ISPs said, you know what, this is right, because here's the thing. If we don't have these things like data caps, there's no way the internet can ever function in the way it is now. So what the ISPs did was they rewrote their terms of service and put all sorts of rules in place so that people who use over a certain amount of gigabytes downloaded, well, they get throttled or they have to be charged more because of hard data caps. And all the ISPs hid behind the argument that, look, to maintain network integrity, maintain this network performance, we 100 percent need to say, hey, these bad people who are eating all the data, they can't do it. And if you want more data, even though you have an unlimited plan, or a pretty big data cap, like one terabyte, which seems unlimited, guess what? You're going to have to pay more or you're going to get slowed down. Well, if you look at the world that we're currently living in, in March of 2020, when we're all locked down, what is everybody doing? They're streaming something. They're on Spotify, they're on YouTube, they're on Netflix, they're on Hulu. There's a million things where people are take, 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 they're taking and they're downloading. Now, me, I uploaded this and, you know, Internet Today, well, they incorporated it into their video and they downloaded it and they uploaded it. Now, you stream this. There's all sorts of data coming back and forth in both ways on these pipes. It's working just fine that when Comcast took their bottom tier of plans and said, hey, you know what? You now have 25 megs downstream and 3 megs upstream for your meager $10 a month. It's all still working. When they said, hey, anybody who's out in public and can use our Wi-Fi for free, it's it's a really nice gesture and it's still working. So what I'm very curious to see what happens is when all this is said and done, is the genie out of the bottle? Once Netflix started streaming things and streaming quality things and had a real library, everybody who didn't stream was old news and they had to catch up in the streaming game. When MoviePass came around and said, hey, you know what, unlimited movies for 10 bucks a month, the model wasn't sustainable, but it scared the hell out of a lot of big movie chains and you know everyone like AMC is like, hey, guess what? We have our own plan and it's just kind of like that. This terrible catastrophe is kind of a giant disruptor in the market and I'm very curious to see if things are gonna go back to normal once it's all said and done. Those people who are paying 10 bucks a month, once everything's okay, are they really gonna have to go back to the crappy slow internet speeds that 
they're arbitrarily being charged so the cable company can have more money, even though the companies, they really have all the bandwidth in the world to make this happen. So we will see, but let's take this from bad to worse location data. Man, wouldn't the government love to know about your location and the data? And wouldn't it be awesome if everybody pretty much just had a little tracker in their pocket where they could get it? Well, it's not news that uh, cell phones and you know whatever you got on you can track you, whether it's on Wi-Fi or your cell signal. But all this has pretty much been mitigated that you know Apple's put a lot of things in place so that you can app by app say, look, don't track me. A lot of cell providers got sued for selling location data to bounty hunters and pretty much anybody who would pay up. So right now, is there any way that this can get better? Yeah, because the government would kind of maybe please, maybe want to partner with some big, big companies who would love to get your data to make sure that people aren't going out during this huge COVID-19 situation. So when you got Facebook, when you got Google, when you got cell ISPs, ooh, this is just all ripe for a bunch of really bad news. But everything is theoretical. It's still up in the air. Uh, but here's what it really, really comes down to. If you pass your location information on to a company like Google or Facebook, and they then pass it on to the government, they can probably possibly claim that they're not going to delete said information. But we all know that they're not going to not delete it. Uh, they're going to keep it. They're going to somehow monetize this just like everybody else. I mean, politics aside, when all the big bank bailout happened, those banks kind of benefited from that. What's happening right now with the airlines is they're in a bad spot, but they're kind of going to learn how to take this and turn it into something financially viable for them. If Google and Facebook or anybody in between gets the access to that sweet, sweet user location data, you know that they're going to find a way to say, hey, can we feed this to an algorithm? Can we store this forever? Can we delete this? You know what I mean? Just like when you send someone nudes and they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll delete these once COVID-19 is fixed. Uh, yeah. It's not going to happen. So uh, there's a, a ton of speculation here. That's all speculation for me. But it's just the type of thing that when the government partners with one, with two of the biggest, biggest companies out there that are just hoarding your data to build profiles on you to do whatever they can to find out more about you and me, and everybody gets in line and they get to know where you are because of the disease, it's kind of freaky. Wow, more happy positive news from Phil. I swear, on News Dump, I'm gonna find at least two or three things to talk about that have no relation to sadness or COVID-19. Good luck. That is my promise to you, audience. Good luck. Anyways, another COVID-19 news. <laughs> what a transition. I swear I won't do it. <laughs> uh, the Trump administration is apparently trying to pay off a, a German pharma company that's currently developing a vaccine uh, so that they will move their research lab to the U.S., which has, of course, pissed off the German government and most people in Germany who are all uh, reasonably worried that the U.S. is trying to get exclusive rights to this vaccine so no one else can have it. Seems like something we would do. Now, this isn't the first time U.S. has stolen a bunch of German scientists to do something. So, yeah, that's fun to hear about at a time when uh, the nations of the world should probably be cooperating as much as possible with each other. Yes, it would be great to have. Yeah. Maybe this could be the thing that brings everyone together, but it's not. Yeah, Germany, I think, next to the U.S. is like one of the biggest countries for like pharma. Yeah, um, probably want to be in Germany's good graces through mm -hmm. all this and not try to like sneak behind the government's back and uh, bribe one of their companies to move their base of operations to the U.S. How did they find out that we were doing this? Uh, um. 
Down in Brazil, there were prison breaks at four separate semi-open prisons in the state of Sao Paulo uh, by around a thousand prisoners who were upset about learning they would no longer be receiving temporary leave during the Easter holiday. So things are going well down there. Yeah. 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 They. I don't know why we don't. I guess we probably have something like that in our parole system. But a lot of countries they have jails where like. All right, it's you easy. live at the jail, but you get, you know, days off and holidays off. But, yeah, these guys, they found out their visitations were getting cut. They weren't, Easter was being postponed. Very Catholic country down there. And mm-hmm. that was the last fucking straw. They made a break for it. Yeah. Most of them have been caught. But, uh, yeah. Easter Sunday uh, for churches is going to be... If there's any churches that are actually congregating for Easter Sunday, probably a bad idea. Hey, Jesus got nailed to a fucking tree, and he... Three days in quarantine, and he was back at it again. So there you go. So, Self-quarantine. Uh, yeah. yeah. But Jesus, he can't come back to life this year. Sorry. Yeah. Canceled. Uh, yep. Sorry. No. For the first time in over 2,000 years, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Jesus is going to stay dead. Yes. <laughs> over in Italy, uh, hospitals dealing with supply shortages for replacement parts for their ventilator machines uh, have successfully turned to 3D printing to replace the parts themselves. Now, the hospital uh, that did this, they had first kindly asked the manufacturer to just provide the design files so they could do it. The manufacturer refused under the basis of, uh, that's our copyrighted material. Mm. So the hospital, they, they ended up reverse engineering the parts themselves successfully. That's great. And there have been unconfirmed reports that the manufacturer has also threatened legal action. Uh, it's unclear. But if they did, uh, fuck them. Yes. Hopefully more 3D printing in more hospitals can ease up the strain on supply chains because that's the biggest bottleneck yeah. is respirators. And they are expensive pieces of machinery that, uh, you know, if you're using it day in, day out, shit's going to break down. You don't want to, like, call up the company and say, yeah, mail me one of those in the next, I don't know, week or so, however long it takes. You want to have that shit at the ready. Yeah. Martin Scrilli is licking his lips from jail right now. Just like, God damn, let me out there. I missed such a good opportunity. I know. Price gouging. <laughs> Everyone's out there price gouging. I'm the king of price gouging. <laughs> I could have been out there just making the best days <laughs> of my uh, life. Uh, anyways, finally, Alphabet subsidiary Verily, they've launched the COVID-19 screening website for parts of Northern California, as alluded to by Trump in a press conference last week. Except he got like half the information wrong. Yeah, he said it was coming for everyone. And they're like, uh, this is in very early beta yeah, stages. Sir. <laughs> and it's we're testing it in a very certain part before yeah. expanding on it. But uh, because of his Mr. Magoo way of talking and stumbling into things that actually work out, I'm sure that they have a lot of pressure to actually complete this now more than before. Yeah, they're kind of, they're basically beta testing it in parts of the Bay Area that are like completely fucked. But now uh, they have the pressure of the entire country on them too. Yeah. Uh, basically, this website is uh, it's a site that you visit to answer a questionnaire about symptoms, and depending on how you score, you may be directed to mobile testing centers to get a nasal swab test that looks extremely uncomfortable. They go deep. Jam it in there, yeah. Uh, with not nearly enough capacity for testing, though, it's kind of worthless at this point. Yeah. Unless you're an NBA player yeah. or a famous actor. Yeah, they just, they're just they just tripping all over these tests. They're all over the place. Trump today weird. was like, why, why, is, why can NBA teams get tested but not normal people with actual symptoms? And he's like, it's just the way life works. And he I wasn't mean, wrong. It, it ain't that the truth. Not wrong. He's been not wrong a lot lately. Yeah. Also, uh, this website thing, signing into your Google account and handing over a bunch of sensitive personal health information to a tech company not bound by uh, HIPAA laws, that is just a data privacy nightmare uh, yeah. waiting to happen. There's uh, this... All of this will be exploited very soon. There's also fish, uh, phishing emails already coming up for COVID testing. So you have to be very, very vigilant online yeah. with this. It's like, like, on the one hand, all the private companies who are 
stepping up to the plate. Good like, for them. That's good. We don't need to see their CEOs it's, during press conferences, yeah, but it, <laughs> it's, it's not ideal, though. Like this, the, our healthcare system is so fragmented. Like this, yeah. this seems to at least like unify parts of it, but it's 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 a half measure. It's yeah. it's never going to be enough until like the federal government. Uh, streamlines this whole process a lot yeah. because still no one knows what the fuck is going on. You call your insurance company, they tell you to call your doctor, they tell you to go to the ER, the ER sends you back on the runaround again. And uh, yeah, unless you're an NBA player, good luck getting or one of those famous tests. famous actor. Or... Yeah. And now you can't even drive up to Canada and get a test. Oh yeah, they shut down the border. That was the yeah. uh, most recent thing today. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, There's. I mean, I'm sure there was more. I, I had to skip over a few things here. There's just so much. Oh, uh, Dwight uh, Howard or what was it that got it? I don't yeah. want to mis- misspeak. Uh, Kevin Durant. Okay. And a few others. I yeah. Don't know. But uh, yeah, more people are testing positive. Idris Elba tested positive. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is uh, not ending soon. No. This is our life for the foreseeable future. Well, at least we can. We're gonna be doing the best possible job we can to keep you company. So. Yeah, I mean, it's we'll, uh, we'll be here for you. You know, first responders. People in the grocery and uh, food industry. And content creators. And then uh, YouTubers. Yeah. So, <laughs> glad to be here on the front lines with the rest of these heroes. We uh, will be here keeping you entertained yeah. for the foreseeable future because this is literally a two-man operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's good. If there were any more, then we'd have to shut this fucking thing down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our, our like hesitance and financial inability to grow as a channel is actually turning out to be quite a positive. It's a real asset. This is when lone wolves thrive. Yes, exactly. Thank your local content creator. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye.